Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I'm your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Uh, no soundboard. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out in time. But yeah, we're here. Uh, also joining me is the uh, the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua. Gangsta Time Code. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I had to do my own, uh, my own drop. Yeah, you know Brian did it the other weekend. Yeah, that was pretty solid. Speaking of which, uh, also joining us, it is my brother. It is our producer. It is Edge Lord. Big news, Brian. What's up, nerds? Hey, you didn't do it. I was kind of, I was kind of waiting, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I thought, I thought you were gonna come in heavy with uh, Nanto. Your big news. <laughs> But I guess that was too much to ask. You had to add the U at the end of news. Yeah. Nanta big news. Nanta big news. Well, here we are. We are here for another audio-only episode. Um, I, we, I'm still working on my temporary workspace. Uh, my computer has been dead for quite some time now. So um, I'm, uh, I'm sharing a computer right now. But uh, the show must go on. We're here. We have uh, a boatload of manga to talk about this week. Very excited to get into it. It was a pretty heavy week, to be honest. Lots of stuff happened. Uh, so let's not waste any time. Uh, let's get into plugs. You can find me at the Chris Hospital on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At jdcole underscore 37s on Instagram and at New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Oh, yeah, Brian. Find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. If you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Oh, yeah. And if you can, if you uh, want to follow the show itself, you can follow at New Jump City on uh, Twitter and Instagram and on TikTok, I guess. If you're if you're cool, uh, you can follow us there. Uh, you can email us at NewJumpCityPod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. That would be super cute. Um... If you uh, want to see any of the other video versions of the show that we've done so far, they're all on YouTube. And uh, please subscribe. Uh, we'll be back hopefully soon. I don't know. I'm going to figure something out in terms of video. But uh, we've been uh, lacking for a little while on that. But subscribe anyway. Like, share, all that stuff. I usually do the poll on that. But uh, I've neglected to do so uh, for the last few days uh, just because things have just been going on in life and i've uh, been busy otherwise but um I i'll get back to doing it starting next week i promise but uh follow us there and uh take part in the weekly really good chapter of the week poll where we have the audience choose their favorite series and they let us know what they think and what their favorite series is and we announce the winner on the show itself so yeah do that uh and uh if you prefer audio podcasts of course if you're already listening to this you know that we're available anywhere and everywhere you listen to podcasts um so yeah do that up and uh without further ado let's get the show started with one piece this is one piece chapter 1079 the emperor's crew the red hair pirates 
Um, we are done with the uh, cover stories. Uh, Otis seems to be back to, you know, just regular fun little covers for the first time in a long time. So that's uh, that's interesting there. Um, but last we left off with One Piece, uh, it was revealed that the traitor uh, amongst uh, the traitor and Egghead was, in fact, uh, the the uh, satellite, the Vegapunk satellite known as York. Uh, she seems to have ambitions of becoming a celestial dragon. So she has sold out everybody on Egghead and has killed Shaka and is potentially causing the deaths of a couple other satellites uh, like Edison and, and Pythagoras. Um, and we see that uh, we open this chapter with a little bit of a flashback uh, showing how her uh, plan is shaping out. Um she seems to have have awareness that the government isn't just erasing the Stella. Stella, they've also decided to double cross her. It seems, uh, so they're also hunting her. But uh, luckily, York has a plan to, I guess, you know, save herself. Um, basically, she orders she ordered the Seraphim to go around and start getting rid of all the obstacles for her, and uh, and basically kill everybody except for uh, Vegapunk. Uh, and the people underground, uh, herself, obviously, um, that goes without saying. So all the Seraphim have that order. And, um, basically when, uh, York basically explains how they didn't really know it was her. Um, and she, t uh, orders the Boa Hancock Seraphim to, uh, freeze her, uh, you know, using the stone stone fruit powers or the love love fruit. I actually don't remember which one it is, but um, the uh, her her abilities. Uh, she asks her to freeze her with that power, and uh, when they're not looking, you know, while they're all distracted, the boa Hancock seraphim is to change her back into normal so that she can go around and and do stuff. Uh, she's also going to warn them about the one place in the lab that they're not supposed to destroy. Uh, and with that, we cut back to the present as the Boa Hancock Seraphim seems to be flying over uh, to the, I guess, the laboratory is what she's indicating, the Devil Fruit Research Laboratory that Vegapunk is currently trapped in. Uh, and, you know, we, we get little shots of all of the chaos uh, surrounding Egghead, um, you know, the, the pacifistas arriving or the pacifistas going off and uh, protecting Vegapunk, the the citizens of Egg, Egghead all escaping, uh, and all that stuff. Uh, and the last thing we leave off with with this is that apparently one of the Blackbeard ships is pulling up to Egghead as if things couldn't get fucking worse. Um, and um, that's where we leave the uh, Egghead side of the story. We then cut over to uh, Elbaf, uh, where Kid and killer and his crew have all you know uh descended upon and uh they seem to be going right up against uh the fleet for uh shanks's fleet that are currently being you know that are currently chilling there and um yeah we we get introduced to a couple of the captains under shanks's employ uh we have captain of the puddle pirates frog toes ribbitini uh we have Fugar, the adventurer. Get it? Because ha he has dentures and he's old. Um, and we actually have a Tontata 
as well. Uh, it was, right? I was wondering. Yeah. Um, the princess of the bourgeois pir pirates, Pururu the, the Brave. I think that's how you're supposed to say it. Um, but yeah, at that point, kids like, is this really, are they really part of Red Hair's operation? And um, Killer just warns him to like, hey, I mean, you know, I guess it looks weird, but there are some famous names among them. Um, you know, and we cut back over to the mainland of Elbaf as um, Shanks is, uh, you know, boarding his ship. Uh, we get glimpses of other members of his big fleet and they're all just like, oh, my God, thank God you're here. Um, and, you know, they're giving him hugs and all that stuff and are happy to see him. And uh, Shanks drops the knowledge that apparently his affiliates are famous for being weak. Uh, and the and it turns out the reason, like, it looks like all of Shanks's crew, like his overall fleet, is just full of people who aren't very strong. And pirates that really can't defend themselves in the new world. And nobody really fucks with them strictly because Shanks is their captain. Uh, which he's is, just that thorough. Yeah, he's just that thorough that, like, these guys who could easily be defeated... Uh, just nobody ever touches them because they'll obviously incur the wrath of Shanks and nobody wants that. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, Shanks's crew, like his main crew is, uh, you know, setting stuff up. Uh, they're actually telling him, like, Hey, don't lucky, lucky Rue mentions like, all right, captain, we'll take care of this guy. Um, and Shanks is like, no, come on. He's worth 3 billion. Don't underestimate how fast these young guns can grow. Um, and he's basically getting briefed by everybody, you know. Um, Yasop explains that, like, yeah, he, I mean, it looks like he's healed up from Wano. You know, he's he's ready to fight, is he? Um, Shanks looks over to a another member of his crew and um, asks for intel on Blackbeard. And, you know, as we know, he's pulling up to Egghead. But this uh, Shanks guy, the Shanks crew member, explains that uh, he knows that he left Pirate Island. And that's about it. He doesn't know that he uh, went to Egghead. Um, so or pulled up on law, yeah, uh, for that matter as well. Uh, so he passes over uh this like roll of papers that is pretty much all of kids' data. Uh, whoever this guy is, I guess he's like an information dude for Shanks, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and he basically puts a whole dossier together for for a kid and everything. And Shanks, it it is so funny considering that like he has fought his crew before but shanks like doesn't even know anything about kid at this point <laughs> so he's just like huh all right i guess this kid's he's not nothing um and uh we cut back to kid's ship as you know he's asking how many ships are in uh, shanks's fleet uh killer explains that there are nine and uh he sees a few faces from a few bounty posters and uh kid to his credit he did not fuck around. He's like, I'm using my ultimate super duper. I'm not fucking wow. around attack. <laughs> you said he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, anyway. <laughs> I'm saying he tried. I'm I'm saying that. He, oh, I know. I know you're trying to give him something. I know. I know. Hey, Man, I am trying to give him something, but he uses. You are. <laughs> hey, look. He. I'm. It's the truth. Heritable is not the word. He, it's the truth, though. He did. He didn't 
underestimate Shanks' crew at all. He's like, I'm going to use my best attack right now because I know what this guy's about. Um, is that not what he did? Is, I'm not being that is, what he, that, is an that is exactly what he did. What he did. Yeah. <laughs> no one's denying that. Yeah. I mean, look, what's going to happen next is intensely grimy. But uh, so he, he uses his Dan Punk, the same attack, mind you, that drove Big Mom into the Earth's crust. And um, it's at that point, once he draws oh, that. With help. Hmm? With yeah. help. Uh, <laughs> but with, uh, with that, uh, Shanks immediately gets, you know, he, his hockey senses goes off. And he, start, he uses his future sight with the color of observation uh, to see how much damage Kid actually manages to do uh, to his overall fleet. Um, and Shanks doesn't like that. Uh, ben Beckman also, you know, confirms it. Like, yeah, he's seeing the future right now. And uh, Shanks just leaps off his ship to take care of it himself uh, before Kid can even think about firing off his attack. Uh, we see Shanks is already face-to-face -face with him, drawing his sword and using Divine Departure, which is Gold Roger's, like, signature move. Um, and he slashes Kid, one-shots him, he's gone. Uh, he also, like, does a hockey explosion that blows up the rest of like kids crew um apparently killer also gets caught in the crossfire because he stepped in to protect him so both of them are out uh the remainder of the kid pirates basically beg for their lives and for kids life uh they hand over the road poneglyphs that they have and um shanks jumps off and just when you think is over in the distance you see a very two familiar characters doing a very familiar pose uh, it's Dorian Bragi, and they just unleashed their Hakuku sovereignty, which killed a Neptunian, uh, pretty with broken instruments when they used it last, uh, and uh, fucking destroys kids' ship. It, it blows it in half, and um, the kids' yeah. pirates are by narration quote the narration here. Kid and his pi kid and his kid pirates destroyed. Not are destroyed, just destroyed. And uh, that, that, is, that is destroyed. They Defined. are simply destroyed. And that is where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about One Piece chapter 1079? I knew, I knew Kid was going to get washed. <laughs> it was always a matter of how. Yeah. How were they going to display? Were they going to, you know, you know, I'm not even going to give all this flowery extra talk. Kid's moment was being enough of a threat for red hair shanks to be able to, to, to look concerned. That was what Oda gave to kid shanks concern. Somewhat concerned. Somewhat concerned. I want to also this is arguably my favorite panel of the week. Which for one? only the pettiest of reasons. Which one? If you if you go to page nine, um of the two it's the second page of the two page spread where he's uh loading up his where kid is loading up his damn pump. But mm -hmm. if you go to the second page, after um Shanks has that top panel vision, he says the damage is too extreme. You have a panel to the left with his when his crewmate's saying 
I think he's seen an ugly future. Yeah. With a grin on his face, smoking a bogey. You know, um, Shanks may have been slightly concerned, but there wasn't a single other person, a part of his actual crew, that felt remotely close no, to that. No. And it must be emphasized, not even in the same galaxy close <laughs> to the concern he had. Yeah, there was, there was uh, really just a, it was like this kid has come to fuck around and we're just going to kick him off our lawn at first. Yeah. And now it's just, oh, I'm just going to kill this child. Like, oh, he got shanks. Slightly concerned. Yeah. That's good enough to die. I wasn't apparently. slightly concerned. He was like actually concerned. Well, he was well, not, you know what it was? It's not he it he was, wasn't concerned was, for himself. He was concerned for the people that like he knew couldn't fight. If it came between him and, and kid, he wasn't concerned about that big gun. <laughs> it was a matter of math. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was mathematically speaking an issue because too many people would have died. Yeah. Maybe he has this face when he does math. <laughs> Maybe he has a serious face when he when he has to count numbers in his head. Anyway, um yeah, so that was really awesome. I I, I love a good stomping, especially when it's from Red Hair Shanks himself. We man, how old was I when I started reading this? 19 or 20? Let's say 19. That's like 19. It's like when you first started old. reading One Piece? No. That was like. Yeah. No, like when I really started reading oh, it. Oh, yeah. Let's just say 18. Right? Yeah. That's, that's, 15 that's years, bro. 15 years I've been waiting for Shanks to do real stuff, and it's time. It's time. I'm so ready. Um, I'm so ready to, to go to every bad guy and one shot him. <laughs> and. <laughs> And then he just brings Luffy along. He's like, don't worry. Y'all are all the red hair pirates now. No more straw hats. Yeah, just for my crew. And we're going to yeah. all go to One Piece together. He's, he's quite literally going. Way, then. He's quite literally going, I'm the captain now. Yeah, he is actually. I think he's going to murder Luffy. Yeah. Low key. I think you're going to say, Luffy, enough is enough. <laughs> nah, I don't... That's it. Um, I don't. I'm. Um, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little confused about the situation with the Stellas, about like her ratting out, um, the rest of them. I don't. I guess that she finds out that they were all gonna die, so she tries to rat them out. No, can someone can someone break it down to me the origin? So York, for her once York has been... literally just so that she could be a celestial dragon, right? It, it seems that York has been in contact with the five elders for quite some time uh, and feeding them information about what Vegapunk's been doing on the island. And, you know, she's the one who told everyone that Vegapunk has been researching the Void Sentry. So she yeah. has been in... This has been in the works for a while. And it seems, I think, like, what I'm implying from this is that when she was explaining this the, the situation to the Seraphim is that she knows that the government isn't going to really spare her right now. 
Uh, so her priority right now is just like surviving this government attack. Yeah. So I I guess like she's trying to get an audience with one of the five elders and be like, hey, I did your thing. Uh, I'm not like the other Stellas. I'll 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 do what you say. Whatever. Just make me a celestial dragon or whatever her goal is at the end of all this for real. Um. But. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what she's trying to accomplish at this point because she she seems to know that she's been like double crossed. Mm. I'm not sure what her plan is now is just to either I guess she knows she's fucked and she's just trying to leave. Yeah. Or you know, she's trying to convince one of the elders to change their mind about her, but who's to say at this point? But uh, does, yeah, your, does that I, answer your question? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I want to say page with that. So, yeah, her story is shaky, but that's about it. Those are all my thoughts. Um, what about you, Brian? So, at first, I was pissed off at this chapter. Oh. Because I was like, oh, my God, fucking kid just gets fucking gigabodied like a loser <laughs> again. <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> I thought about it and I was like, wait, this this chapter was actually the biggest um, compliment to kid, I think, actually. Oh, Um, because this chapter shows that that kid is actually an extremely massive threat. He's he was just up against that guy. He was up against the dude who is who is actually stronger than Kaido. He single-handedly stopped a war. He's the He's apprentice of the, the greatest of all time. Wait, so, wait, hold on. Time out. No one's stronger than Kaido. No, kid. Uh, I think Shanks is. Except because, for Luffy. Well, I'm not sure. Sh- Actually, you're right. It's not confirmed that he's stronger than Kaido, but it, I think it's implied at this point. Well, Kaido um, doesn't, at least Kaido doesn't want to fuck with him at all. I think nobody wants to fight an island of giants. That's also and, a problem. And the, and the giants are just allowed to exist because they don't feel like conquering the world. Well, the That's giants, why they're all good people. Well, the giants, from what I understand, are not necessarily affiliated with the world government either. It's like, it's like Wano not. in that sense. So yeah. there are only like a handful of giants that have aligned themselves with the world government. You know, there's Saul... And uh, there's another one called John who's there. There's the uh, giants who were on uh, any lobby who are no longer there, obviously. Um, but yeah, they, they're pretty, I guess they've like, they're pretty much aligned with Shanks and that's it. Well, yeah, I think, right. I think I heard this comparison before where um, Kid is basically the Gecko Moria of the next generation. <laughs> mm, that's sad. where he has <laughs> where he has potential and he he is a very powerful person it's just that compared to his like his um like uh what is it what's the word compared to the others like the other people in his generation he's not the best and he's not the strongest yeah and oh sorry go for it i just wonder what he's gonna what he's gonna do to be different because I don't know. I think Oda does have something planned for this character. Um, I I refuse to believe that Kid is just 
meant to be fodder after mm-hmm. putting so much effort into making him uh making him a such a character in Wano, you know? Like he he has to have some impact and I don't know, maybe this is like a testament to how he becomes someone with um with Conqueror's hockey. Like an attempt to kind of show that his will isn't so easily broken. And we're talking about kid. Yeah. I don't know. I think <laughs> he can do it because out of everybody, him and Luffy have a lot of similarities. This moment here with um with Shanks is kind of similar to his moment with uh with uh Kaido. It's like he gets insta gived by one attack and now he has to kind of get back his bearings. I think him and Killer are gonna be the only people left from the from the crew. And he has to decide whether he's going to give up on doing his own thing or commit to it. I do have a question though about that because I don't know if Killer can swim anymore. Oh, because of the smile fruit? Yeah. I don't remember Speaking if the smile fruit, fruit takes makes it so you can't I don't know if the smile fruit takes away your ability to swim like a real devil fruit does, but could you please look that up, Brian? I don't I'm not sure. I don't think that's clarified ever, actually. Yeah. But I so <laughs> you know what's funny is that when you look at Killer through the cracked mask, he's not smiling. So Shanks hit his ass so hard <laughs> that he literally stopped smiling. That's actually true. People who've eaten the smile fruit and are like and don't get abilities lose their ability to express any other emotion besides laughing but i guess like being knocked out is a different story (laughs) yeah i I wonder you know what i thought randomly i wonder if like you put c prism uh cuffs like on um on a smile fruit user like you know a fair like a failed one um like if they'd be able to express different emotions Mm. that might be a cure like always keep a sea stone wrist or wrist necklace necklace or something like that so you can uh be angry if you want yeah. to yeah yeah i don't know the effects uh, that far but it w- i i looked it up and uh, the smile fruits are like devil fruits nobody who eats them can swim either oh so damn, damn. they really are oh, well, that's a lot of people them. in wano that can't swim anymore <laughs> I don't know, maybe the Straw Hats kind of pass by and spot them. Like, I don't know who the, how the fuck they're going to make it out of this, but I feel like they will. Yeah, unless they're unless I see them dead and Oda personally narrates that they're dead, I don't believe that they're dead. Yeah, I do. <laughs> they're, they, they're, they're as dead as Jack is from Black Clover. Hmm. Hey. He might get revived, but he looks pretty dead to me. Jack's pretty not dead. dead. To me. Who can be down there that can give him... A... Maybe the sh- maybe the red hair pirates picked them up. <laughs> they could, but I don't see why they would. Maybe the rest of the crew that doesn't have powers just will salvage them the store, and then the, they'll just give up. They'll be like, listen, kid, you have to go on your own because we just can't. Oh, also, we one just more thing can't. about from this chapter uh, is that they 
explained why Kid. Uh, they explained why Shanks was around Wano. Um, which was because he expected Blackbeard to be there. Mm-hmm. So that's and that the reason because why of he was the there. One Piece Red film. No, nah, well, <laughs> I still believe it was because of the One Piece Red film, but <laughs> I think that's some just unfortunately coincidental. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I think that that was inte- it wasn't like just a promo. I don't think Oda really does that. If he does promo for like Shame a movie, because like sh- for Strong World, he just made a whole chapter, like a prequel chapter for Strong World. I don't think he would just interrupt his story for a commercial. But that I think that's kind of what it was, because in that same chapter they had U- they had Uta in it. So don't act like he didn't finesse it though, Chris. Like he didn't make it. <laughs> it wasn't that obvious. That's it was fair. pretty obvious. It was a commercial, it but it was a smooth obvious. one. Fine. It wasn't obvious to me in the moment. I I, I forgot even One Piece Red even existed. I was like, oh my god, Shane. <laughs> No, so <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you know, like the the um the meme you sent. Just Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I forgot about that one. That was funny. Um were those all your thoughts, Brian? Do you have any more? Uh no, that's it for me. Oh shit. Yeah, um, this was my RGC for the week. Unfortunately, we don't have the drop for it, but uh, this is, I think this was my favorite chapter for the week. Um, obviously, like, big, it feels like not a lot happened, but because just, like, so many action panels and two-page spreads, but it was awesome, I guess, just to see Shanks do his thing. Uh, and, you know, there's uh there's like so many cool little things that you learn about Shanks is his crew is mostly weak and you know it, it feels in line with like his characters. Like Shank has always been like a protector of people. Yeah. You know, he doesn't fight for himself at all. I remember like, you know, the first chapter where that uh mountain bandit like just fucked with him and he didn't really do anything, but it was only until like he started picking on Luffy that he actually started to act and Having a weak crew is actually kind of interesting and uh, kind of like a cool, unexpected thing for him. Um, Wait, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I don't think it, it's it's what it seems because, it, well, I guess I should have waited to make a rebuttal, but I just had to say, I don't think he's talking about his immediate crew. You no, know? no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm, I mean his fleet, sorry. Uh, his, yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay. his crew is obviously his very crew strong. Is you know, yeah, his crew is obviously very strong. Out of one hundred, yeah, I will say though, I think that this lends more to the Kratos that I don't think any of his like main core crew uses Devil Fruit powers. Not that like people who don't have Devil Fruits are weak. Obviously, they're not. But I think like he. There might be like a favor towards having people with no abilities from Devil Fruits. This is my thought, I guess. I feel like this kind of like supports it in a way. Um, yeah. There was something else. Oh yeah, he's using Rogers' attack, which is cool. Divine Departure is like Rogers' like trademark slashing flying slash technique. For real? Mm-hmm. How do you know that? Because he used it in the Wano flashback. Wow, you're good, man. Brian didn't even know that. 
I knew that. It's just that Christian brought it up already earlier. <laughs> I just didn't know that. Damn, Brian, couldn't you just say, man, he's a genius? Just like just like Josh. <laughs> Why don't you help me out here? <laughs> yeah, he never give you that. Never. Chris is a genius. No. Stop it. I don't want it anymore. It's too late. It already didn't happen. <laughs> um, it was cool to see the Giants do the Hakuku sovereignty again. That was cool. Uh, blast Bro, I know you was. <laughs> do I gotta say it? Yeah, I was. I was stoked. I was like, "Yeah, Hakoku sovereignty from back in the day, from back in, from Little Garden." It was this. This was the payout. You know, this was this right here was the payout. Them wiping out kids. Yeah, kids flee. I mean, he's With- like Oda is like. Remember these guys? Wham. Dory and Bragi, giant friends. I ain't gonna lie, this has to be my RGC too. Yeah, it was it was fire. It was way too many tropes. Yeah. Way too many of the good tropes. You had the you had the not serious guy taking things a little bit seriously for the hype mm-hmm. while his while his crewmates still leave you to rest assured that it's not a big deal. Come on. You, it's when it's good, it's really good. But when yeah. it's bad, it's really bad. Don't. But this is the good. This is the good one. This is the good kind. Um, yeah. You know, we had uh, betrayal and setup. We had lore implication. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, Fader McFaderson. What can I say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's. I guess wanted to talk about kid. Um, I feel for Kid. I feel like Oda usually loves every character he's created, except for Eustace Kid. <laughs> uh, Which I don't understand. Like, is it because he's American? Is he American? He's not American. I guess. Frankie's American. I have no clue what his plans are for this character. Every time he 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 <laughs> has him single he has him take down uh Big Mom. Yeah. And then he has him always getting his ass fucking whipped. Like I don't get it. I don't. I just don't understand. You know, it's 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 rough because kid is obviously strong. He is. He's just he's obviously a strong character. I think like he's he's probably like I would. It's hard to believe he's strong, and it's easy to put him in that fodder category because we've never seen him win on his own, and he's clearly had to win on his own to get this far. Even like to get as far as Wano. He's had to. So, you know, it's it's kind of brutal that we've never seen him, like, win on his own. And, like, Big Mom would have been a good opportunity to, like, flesh out Kid. Because if you, like, just knocked out Law for, like, half the fight and let Kid fight on his own and really fleshed out his character, I feel like a lot more people would give Kid a break losing to Shanks. But we've seen him get body bagged after body bag like one shot killed several times you know this is the second time he's fought against the same crew and lost brutally <laughs> but this time he actually got shanks's attention yeah and he didn't mm-hmm. he's he's fought most of the the emperors he's fought shanks once he fought big mom not really even he fought one of the like three generals and he beat one of the three generals of Big Mom. 
and ran Hokkaido. away. Hokkaido. Yeah, that's how they got their red their their pornoglyph. They like kid went and beat one of the 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 three sweet generals, and then he fought Kaido and lost. And uh, which then, also happened to Luffy. So uh, to be fair, sure. And then he lost Kaido. He he fought Kaido and was pretty much it was like I'm not finishing this. I'll fight Big Mom. And he couldn't do that by himself. So it's it's kind of a brutal situation that Oda has put Kid in. I feel for him. Because I do like... I, li- I like this character, and I wish... He could have been like a cool Vegeta-esque guy. And maybe he is the Vegeta oh, of the series. wait a second. He is Vegeta. <laughs> maybe he is the Vegeta of this series. Always destined to get kind of close, but then also just violently disrespected when he gets... I'm giving him way too much credit, man. Vegeta at least gets... He has success. That's it's true. just that you know he's ultimately going to fail. Kid, he's just... A metal man with no plan. A metal mm. man with no plan. That's deep. Yeah, I don't know. I want to. I feel bad. I guess <laughs> this is just my pity for kid coming out. It's like me wanting more from this character in particular, and not in a not not that I'm like losing sleep over it because you know, if I have to choose between kid having a good moment and hyping Shanks, I feel like hyping Shanks serves more. Serves the story yeah. more. Yeah, this definitely. Yeah, that's why I'm not. This showed a good shot, a good side of Shanks, because it shows that he, his, and his conquer is like observation hockey is next level. We haven't seen it used to this level yet. And can I just say I like the trend of um, whenever observation hockey is used, they're always like, oh, he saw a future he didn't like. I don't know why, but I love it when they use that line and refer yeah, it's to kind of a cool observation line. hockey. It's a cool line. Luffy used it, it before too. Oh my god! Like he will—he's gonna change fate. Yeah. I don't care for this future, therefore I will change it. Yeah, Luffy did something similar in Wano, where he—he uh, he said the line basically the same way. He was like, "I saw a bad future for you," and then he blew up one of the guards. I—I I fucking love that line. <laughs> it's a badass line. I'll say that. This was a crazy ass chapter. And uh, yeah, very fun. Good. The internet's having a fucking field day <laughs> with the the kid bashing. I've seen as I've seen as as much as I've seen. I saw you know the the scene where Luffy awakens as Joy Joy Boy. <laughs> no, I saw yeah. I saw a meme where Zunaisha's like he's here, trash boy, <laughs> and it's kid with a trash can on his head. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh the internet will be undefeated. Try as you may. You will never beat the internet. Never. Yeah. Considering uh, also considering that like s- ships have souls in this series, they murdered a ship for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, do you guys know the backstory behind a ship? No, it it oh, looks like it has it a skeleton a around it. It's like it named after Nazi? one of Kid and Killer's uh childhood friends. Damn. Dead. The Victoria Punk. Times now two. Dead. Now it's dead. <laughs> now it's dead, dead. He got packed out for nothing. He knew where he was going to. He had the head start. He was going to find a man. With to the, be fair, if with the Shanks burn, didn't have observation hockey, the there would have been a lot of collateral damage. <laughs> yeah, but he's also an emperor, so you have to assume he has... Yeah, but not to that extent. Yeah, I don't know. 
a lot of other people that didn't matter would have died in the in the context of the story. Yeah. But Shanks can't allow that. Man, Kit just has a rough break. <laughs> it's just rough. Rough with a capital R. Yeah. But that's all I really got to say about One Piece. This chapter was fucking awesome. Is it is it all in break next week? I'm always expecting it to be. But I never know. Oh, man. It doesn't even show. Oh, no. It doesn't even show. Damn. I hope it's not on, it's not on break. This is a shit place to leave it. Um, but, yeah. I, that's all I got to say. Do you guys have any rebuttals? Anything to add? No. Nope. All right, well, that was one piece, uh, brilliant as usual. But uh, with that being said, let's move on to My Hero Academia. Welcome back, Horikoshi. This is My Hero Academia, Chapter 383, Meek Spirits. Um, last we left off with My Hero Academia, um, was the, the Gigantomachia arriving in... Damn, I actually don't remember what happened last week. Gigantomachia uh, pulled up to the scene. Oh, right. And then he threw... Yeah, because Shinso... Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, it, a lot was going on. I feel like I recapped this before, but I guess I didn't. Um, Ochako was looking for Toga, and I guess found her for a second. Um, we see the chaos that has been ensuing since Tokoyami delivered his ultimate super-duper punch. Uh, at um, mm-hmm. at all for one, but that only pissed him off and made him younger. Um, so you know he <laughs> he just sailed off, flying uh flying away, you know, uh, making his way towards Shigaraki, and uh, they get intersected by um by Gigantomachia, um, and right as uh, all for one is giving the order for them to, for Gigantomachia to flatten the heroes. It turns out uh, Gigantomachia throws an entire, I guess, mountain at All for One. And uh, it turns out Shinso is now piloting Gigantomachia. Pretty rad. Uh, pretty good character moment for him. And this chapter that we're seeing uh, takes place uh, a little bit before, a little bit after uh, taking down uh, Dobby, about Todoroki taking down Dobby. And we see that. Um, there is a villain out there using uh, an ultra fr- uh, an ultra frequency emitter on a uh, containment facility where Gigantomachia was being held, uh, and he's basically putting this uh, frequency emitter on blast, uh, hoping that um, Machia's dog quirk will pick it up and activate him again. Uh, the heroes do all they can to kind of stop this, but unfortunately, Gigantomachia breaks free. Uh, so not great. Um, so uh, at that point, that's when Kirishima runs over to Shinso and uh, tries to get him to brainwash um, Gigantomachia. But unfortunately, Shinso is uh, taken over by the weird Mudman guy from the first chapter of the series. Yeah, was... head Caribou's cousin. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> That's a good catch. Um, Shout out to Wet. Wet. To Wet Wet. Um, wet Wet Wet. Yeah, so... Wet, yeah. Wet, yeah. Um, so, basically, this guy starts talking mad shit about, like, 
not doing anything. <laughs> you know, it's like Machia wakes up, waking up uh, means we win. Yeah. So why risk my neck in a stupid battle? You know, the mud man's basically like, I'm going to use this kid's body. Bye. Um, and Kirishima tries very to... very convoluted way, yes. That's what he says. Yeah, it's... He a... uses a lot of words to get that point across. Am I being highly critical? No. I mean, I get... I mean, I, I'm... I think I was tired when I read it, so maybe I was just like, all right, bro. I, guess, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I'm just paraphrasing for the, for the sake of the recap. Um... But yeah, this frequency emitter guy is like the weak are meant to suffer and submit. Um, Kirishima tries to pull the weird mud man off of him. Uh, and uh, at that point, uh, Giganto Machia breaks even freer and starts to is, is like really about to let loose on um, Mount Lady. But that's when um, Ashido comes through with her output max power. Acid Man, Alma, and basically uh, engulfs uh, Gigantomachia's fingers in acid, melting them away, uh, which is pretty intense because Machia is a huge, giant monster man. Um, and uh, brilliant. It would definitely murder someone normally. Yes. Um, Ashido also comes in and frees Shinso from the Mudman person, uh, mixing her acid in with... Uh, this guy's body and he's like oh no thank you i don't want acid acid mixed up with my entire body um oh this is extra effective against me yeah even yeah. though you know poison would hurt most people but yeah fair whatever yeah i guess you're mixing yeah. you're mixing the acid yeah i guess it would be shittier if you're a liquid person to get more to get acid in you right that's what he explains i guess I guess my quip was about the fact that <laughs> acid hurts no matter who, no matter what. Yeah, like I'm like, <laughs> would it hurt if you had skin? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Cause I like, all right, all right. I like the Gorp guy. I like him, but he was just talking too much shit, and I was like, all right, you're lame again. Never mind. <laughs> Can yeah. somebody smoke him, please? And Nashido pulled up. Yeah. Thank you. So. You know, he runs away and someone goes like, wait, and um, the mud man responds, which which leads to his uh, brainwashing. Um, pretty good. Ashido has her cool uh, kind of speech about um, how like Shoji never had revenge on his mind and he lo she loved Midnight's cl classes, but she knows all about fear because she's weak and that weakness makes me want to form packs. And get close with people. And that goes for your side too. That's what defines us, right? And we see that her eye, like that's usually like pitch black, uh, is turning white. And I wonder if it's because she's using like so much acid that it's doing that. I, I really don't know. <laughs> um, but it's a cool little panel nonetheless. Uh, the villain guy is like remembering... Um, Damn, what's his face? Uh, Redestro. Damn, I can't believe I remembered. Um, he's like he's he was like a guy that I I wanted to be close with too. You know, it's the same thing as you guys. <laughs> I had friends too. Um, and yeah, Gigantomachia goes in for the kill with Mount Lady, but 
in a cool moment for Shinso, he wraps up the the hand and he uh, just basically uh, uses uh, All for One's voice to uh, on his voice changer thing to turn Gigantomachia against the villains. Uh, pretty dope moment, and uh, yeah, that's how that's how Gigantomachia uh, uh, got brainwashed. Um, and now we cut over to the present in a big ass two page spread of the fucking chaos ensuing as every hero is just ganging up on um on all for one. And honestly, Ew. this what two page up? spread this two page spread is bananas. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> Look wow. at all for one's face. He's just intensely focused. This two page spread has to be a contender for best. Yeah. Uh, panel of the of the year so far yeah it's up there yeah it's up it there. is up there it absolutely is uh but the last panel of this chapter technically is these two is these helicopters pulling up so it's either very good news or very bad news and nowhere in between <laughs> um oh maybe it's america america fuck yeah I hope to. I know it's not gonna happen. I know it's not gonna happen. But I really hope it's uh, it's the guy from Vigilantes. I really that do. would be. <laughs> I think I think you're probably gonna get your wish. That's probably what it is. I what hope was the last God thing he did? did? He what went was, to America. What was the last thing we seen him doing? He moved to America to be a hero because he's a criminal in in uh, Japan. Technically, I think. Oh. So he moved to America to be a hero there. <laughs> Good luck. Under uh, Captain America. Oh, not Captain America. What's his name? Fucking Miss. I forget what his name is. There's a hero na- out there named Mr. America or some shit. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's uh, USA. That's uh, the end of the chapter. Josh, what did you think about My Hero Academia? Chapter 383. This was a chapter I wanted to hate on. And despite the um the urge i i I can't um it was enjoyable i had mixed feelings about seeing the classmates do cool stuff at this point in the series it's i can't help but but feel it's bittersweet because i just want i know that this is it you know what i mean so like when we see something like what we've seen from mashido just now like that's that's this is her moment you know what i mean and and that's i don't think there's anything wrong with that in of itself it was dope i liked seeing i liked seeing her cause something happen with her abilities like with her combat skills you know and i like that they added in that factor that she took lessons from bakugo and um todoroki because that her power is like a projectile type so, you know, there's no reason she can't use some of the techniques to them. So I thought that was really interesting. And, you know, I, it would have been nice to to see a little bit more of earlier in the series. But whatever. Um, I did not see this whole situation with Gigantomachia getting captured by Shinzo. I knew he would play a role. He had a little too much buildup to, like... Did not have like a a big role in this final bout, but this is like perfect, man. Like way to flip the scene. Um, and Brian is right. This this two page panel of all for one, just I ain't gonna lie. Like as cool as it is, 
to see all these heroes converging on him, I can't help but think that, wow, like, all for one, he, he may be the cheesiest nigga alive. <laughs> like, but he, yo, he's he's about his shit, man. Like, he, he, you know, his confidence comes from his his abilities. You know what I mean? From from him getting shit done, not just from talking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like the chapter a lot. Uh, Brian, uh, RGC, of course, obviously. RGC is about RGC. This, oh, is the. Oh, wait, there's no drop. No, yeah, there's no drop, um, unfortunately. <laughs> I thought this chapter was really... It was so fucking good. Um, I love that this this fucking liquid guy just comes back just to get clapped. Yeah. <laughs> I love every time he shows it to get clapped. And I like that um, Shinso kind of got to use his ability on him, too. I wonder if Shinso is going to use him for something. Uh, later on, uh, maybe to like get control of all for one or some shit. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, but I think this was a a pretty pretty awesome chapter. Uh, may, the reason why I gave it the RGC was because of that two page uh spread at the end, because there was something almost biblical about that shit, like the way it looks, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, it's so fucking impressive because even when the series isn't like at its best writing wise, it is at its peak art wise, like always. And Horikoshi is a fucking legend when it comes to this shit. I'm honestly so, so impressed with what he's doing, uh, art style wise. And I'm, and this isn't even the end of it. I'm sure there's going to be even crazier shit that gets shown off here, too. Like, we still we haven't seen what's been going on with uh Deku and uh Shigaraki which also had some incredible art artistic moments too. So we we haven't even hit the tip of the iceberg and it's we're we're being blessed this hard. So I'm really really looking forward to seeing uh what more he has to pull out of his sleeve. I'm I'm so fucking excited. Yeah. I guess we know why he took 2 weeks off. <laughs> this must be do that whole fucking thing. yeah god that was so good man i love that pit i want to get that shit framed i mean that's among other things there are also like other really good panels on here um you know the, the one where ashido shows up and uh and you know uses her powers on the mud man is pretty dope too like you notice that her horns are bigger and you know her eye her eye like being like one pitch black the other one white is kind of cool design wise i still don't know what that's about i I kept thinking to myself like what is that (laughs) but um i really thought that it looks cool um yeah on an art level like i don't think anybody's touching him and as far as like the mainline jump series right now he's delivering a lot of stuff um the story wise i do i do appreciate coming back around to ashido um just because she does have history dealing with giganto makia herself um both her and kirishima you know have like a history they had that one moment where makio was looking for all for one i guess and uh like he pulled up to ashido and and you know like a couple of her classmates and uh you know she stepped up and basically saved their lives 
Um, but you know, she was still scared while doing it. While and uh, Kirishima didn't even move. That was like part of Kirishima's flashback is being inspired by Ashido. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that they had some payoff for her. Um, she's definitely one of the classmates that you see, you know, more, you know, she's been around and she talks and is an active participant in a lot of things. Um, I guess, okay. Now that I'm seeing it, I take, got a closer look, but that like purple skin that she has is also wearing off too. So I'm wondering if like the, the amount of acid she's using is just like, uh, you know, I noticed all that. Yeah, it's very subtle, I guess. Um, it's hard to tell in grayscale, you know, like with manga it is. But yeah, you know, like her, her purple skin is also like kind of becoming less so. Um, I think it's just because the know. amount she's using her abilities. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a cool little moment for her. Um and a, another cool little moment for Shinso. You know, this is a big deal for his character to be able to do something like this. Arguably the strongest character, one of the stronger characters in the series. He's he's now controlling like a puppet, which is pretty dope. Um, so, you know, lots of cool moments here. Um, I, I would say this chapter is strong in both story and, and art. So, you know, always a joy when that happens. I never like being hard on my hero academia so it's i i take solace in the moments where i can genuinely say that it's it's pretty uh solid right now as far as like a series go um but yeah that's yeah, all that's all my hero has been really good for the past few chapters and i'm really happy for it yeah you know that's a that's a trend arcs always start off shitty for my hero and then they just ramp up and become better like as it goes on yeah which is i mean really weird i'd say this is like kind of a hit or miss in terms of the arc you know there's been really great moments and not so great moments but you know i, I i'm enjoying it overall this is what it is I can't tell if, if she's losing color in her skin she is um you gotta like zoom in but you kind of see it but I don't really like on that page on um, page uh, 12 you see it oh I think that's just sh like shading no you see it like and even with her eye her eye is like going back to like just a white eye and you see oh like, she does look a little her shading different. is being that's just I think that's just like the lighting and stuff. no because like her normal thing she always has that tone on her uh -huh. Wait, is she translucent? Not translucent. No. I think she's just like that. No, is I think she, like that's her poison. That's her acid. Yeah, that's what I was like, saying. Is that her, yeah. like the idea of her acid is just like the more she, the intensity and the amount. Or maybe she's that's using. her mask. No, that's her face. That's her body. You see it in page um ten as well. If you zoom zoom in there. Just you wear those goggles. Like her face and her yeah, arm. Yeah, that's like a face mask she has on. And her arm. You see it there? Her arm? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It does look patchy on the right arm. That is that is actually, that looks pretty close to what and you're saying. And if you look in page 14, 
of 15, it's there too. Like that little panel of hers where you zoom in on her face and there's like, you know, little. Yeah, it's super subtle. But you're right. I can see it kind of going up from her neck to like her nose. The light, the right side of it's a little bit lighter. Okay, that's ah, wow, that's a nice catch, guys. Didn't notice that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not a big deal. I just like saw it. I was like, oh, I guess that's what's happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all my thoughts on my hair academia. Um, Same. so I, I guess we're good to move on then. Yeah. Josh, any final thoughts? Yeah. All right. Well, that, that being said, let's move on to Boruto, uh, Naruto next generations chapter 79 omnipotence. So last we left off, uh, Kawaki started fighting Boruto and uh, the entire village is like, nah, you don't do that to the president's son. Uh, so uh, he runs off and I guess they're going to go try to find him. Uh, the shinobi of the leaf village are all going off to find Kawaki at this point. Um, Boruto is dealing with Momoshiki taunting him and being like, hey, hey you're about to lose everything, bitch. Um, mm. and yeah, everybody's looking around, um, you know, uh, Konohamaru, uh, commands, uh, Sarada and Mitsuki to take Boruto to the hospital, um, because his eye got slashed. Uh, we are learning now how Boruto got his scar. Mm. Um, so, uh, at that point, Mitsuki just actually decides to disobey the order. And he just, uh, he says that I'm going to go after Kawaki's too. And, uh, tells Sarada to go take Boruto to the hospital. Um, and, uh, he's, rem Sarada remembers that Mitsuki once said that, like, if anybody were really to try and kill Boruto, I don't know what I would do to that person. So I guess he's just being a good friend and being like, man, fuck this Kawaki dude. I'm going to kill this dude. Yeah. Uh, all right. He's been called in all these problems, and he's taking my friend away from me. You know, Mitsugi himself hasn't had a lot of moments in Boruto, but hey, he's you can't call him a not real friend. Uh, respect. I like that arc at the beginning, like the prequel to Boruto. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of centered around him. Yeah. That was really dope with Ultramaru. I, I really, really like that, actually. Mm -hmm. Um. So I have, I have some expectations for this character. Yeah. Uh, also, Boruto's like, Sarada, stick with Mitsuki. He's lost his cool. And um, she's like, but your eyes. Like, don't worry about me. Just go. And, um, you know, she goes off. Uh, Kawaki is, like, almost at a chakra. And he's just kind of, like, trying not to be seen. He's being uh, he's being all discreet. Uh, and that's when Ada finds him. And, is, and she just goes off. And she flies away. And, you know, like, you know, I guess an android does um and at that point shikamaru gets a call from amado and uh amado reveals that there's no need to kill kawaki i can i can shut him down with a cool unique command code key to my voice so you know i have a secret super duper code that will take down kawaki 
in your in return, I want your word that I that you won't touch Kawaki once he's in stasis. Um so Shikamaru's like, man, why didn't you fucking tell us that before? Um so you know, uh Shikamaru was just like, Man, I, I understand that you need him, but this kid has crossed a line that can't be crossed. You know, so unless he yields completely, Kanoha must continue deeming him an enemy and move to eliminate him. So Amato doesn't like that very much. He's bummed out, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, he's just like, Shikamaru, no! Uh, but unfortunately for basically everybody in this series at this point, uh, Ada finds Kawaki first. Uh, and Ada declares that Kaw she's on Kawaki's side. Um, and, you know, Kawaki's like, just leave me alone. <laughs> just leave me alone and focus on protecting Lord Seventh. Um, but uh, he's like, listen to me, if we don't take that bastard Momoshiki down out now, then the Lord Seventh won't be safe and everything will be destroyed. I can't let things stay like this. Um, you know, I can't let him break free. And, he, you know, he's just kind of lamenting. It was like, why it had to be him? You know, why couldn't it have been a complete nobody who wasn't my the Hokage's son or my brother, a stranger? And um, he, he basically, like, he talks to Ada about, like, how she has the Senrin gone. And uh, she's like, use it to look for me. Look at me. See me for the powerless piece of garbage that I am. Um, and I guess Ada's powers activate fully. And uh, she there's just like this big Senringan explosion uh, that like sweeps all over the uh, all over the village hidden in the leaf. And I guess all across the fucking planet. <laughs> yes, um, actually, the whole entire Shinobi world. Yeah, the entirety of the Naruto verse. Um, and. Uh, that's when Momoshiki starts to giggle. He's like, <laughs> and um, you know, the Kanoha people find him, but um, but Kabuki realizes that something's off, and they're like, huh, I don't know. We just we just found Kabuki and uh, Ada, but Boruto's chakra has been detected, and uh, everybody is now for whatever reason looking for Boruto. Um, and uh, speaking of the devil, we cut over to Boruto. He's talking about, hey, boy, I'm curious. How does it feel to lose everything? And um, Momoshi, Boruto's like, what, what, what's going on here? And he's like, look behind you. And uh, Boruto turns around, and there's Sarada and Mitsuki. Um, and uh, he's like, oh, hey, you guys are back. What happened to Kawaki? And uh, at that point, Mitsuki takes off his headband, and he's like, be careful. He's dangerous. And uh, he goes into his full, like, sage mode thing that Mitsuki does. And he's like, you have managed to truly anger me. So uh, it turns out, like, one of the Konoha people asks Kawaki how his eye is doing. And it looks like it's totally healed. Um, and Ada's like, Kawaki's fine. Have you found his father, the Hokage? He's like, no. We have no leads. Other than what Boruto, that Boruto did something. So 
at that point, Kaoki starts to understand exactly what happened. Um, and uh, Mitsuki starts to attack Boruto. And Sarada seems to be the only person who isn't really affected. And I guess it's because, you know, she's like one of the few people who aren't affected by Ada's abilities for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's just like trying to figure out what the hell's going on because everything has changed. And um, Momoshiki explains that uh, the true nature of Ada's power to charm is that uh, is base is basically like Shinjutsu, like the omnipotence Shinjutsu. So it's an ultimate power only an all-knowing and almighty God can wield. Uh, it's a programming language that gods were said to have used to create the worlds, uh, the will to make anything real. So basically, what she did was like she basically switched over the like switched Kawaki's position with Boruto's and made mm -hmm. it so that Kawaki is embraced and loved by the village like Boruto was and Boruto is in Kawaki's position where he's being hunted by the village and is is uh deemed to be an enemy of the state and has teleported his own dad to a weird other alternate universe um so at that point, uh, Kawaki takes even takes it even further, and uh, tells Ada to tell Shikamaru that uh, Boruto killed Naruto. Um, and, yep, not great. So, you know, uh, he explains further that people's memories have been altered. Any common knowledge involving the two of them is basically swapped. Uh, he is now Uzumaki Kawaki, the Hokage's son, and you are a lonely outsider who bit the hen that fed him and is being hunted down by Konoha, just plain Boruto. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about Boruto chapter 79? Wow, this was an explosion of turning points. Yeah. Like, wave... <laughs> I know I said this already, but man, th this was literally slice of life just three chapters ago. Yeah. Now the entire story has flipped. Oh, yeah. I never would have thought that this was the point of bringing in Ada. I wonder if the guy makes it up as he goes. Kishimoto? No. Yeah. I don't think so. I feel like, you know... He had, I think he watched Doctor Strange 2 finally and was like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, not uh, I meant Spider-Man 3. Um, you know, when Doctor Strange creating that spell for Peter, yeah. he was like, yeah, I gotta throw that in. Yeah. In my life somehow. And I think this was his... Uh, she actually do so. Anyway, on a more serious note, um... I, this series did just become really interesting, but I I have no idea how long this this change is gonna last, and I'm curious to hear what you guys think. I guess in your thoughts about that specifically. I guess you know I gotta say it immediately, but I'll pass that torch to Brian. All right. So, first things first. 
Um, Boruto fans, we got to talk real quick. I don't know where the fuck y'all came from. Uh, and I appreciate that, that uh, more people are starting to get on board with Boruto. But these guys have some serious like disconnection from reality for some reason. I don't know where the fuck this came from. But out of nowhere, Boruto just randomly started getting support in a way that I never expected, where they're all like, nah, bro. Boruto right now is peak fiction. This is the greatest that anything will ever be. There's no anime that will ever be on the same level as Boruto. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> where did you guys come from? You weren't here two weeks ago. I swear to God, you weren't. I checked. Where were you hiding? You guys weren't here. <laughs> I was here fighting in the trenches, defend defending this series for years. <laughs> None of you were there. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> um, like aside from that, like Borto is. I I every time we cover it, I am always thoroughly impressed with what I with what I see. You know, Borto mm -hmm. just keeps getting better and better and better and better. And there's not a lot of series that can kind of bounce back the way Borto did. Um, and this whole situation where they kind of flip sides on Boruto and Art and, and Kawaki is so so fucking good and extremely um like you would never be able to predict that this was going to happen. Um, you would have never seen this coming, and it's a genuine shock it's a genuine twist that i haven't really experienced in in boruto yet you know mm. and um having like i i've seen like a, a lot of people talking about the fact that um boruto is kind of like a reverse version of naruto where uh Bor where naruto started with nothing and had to work to get everything and boruto kind of started with everything and lost everything you know so it, it's it's a really interesting um like difference between each other and how uh borto's journey is very similar to to naruto's in in opposite way which i i fucking love that that flip on the on the character and now to get into what i think is gonna is the reason why um the Uchihas aren't affected by this whole Shinjutsu is because I think that it's they're connected to the um, Otsutsuki in some way, right? With the Sharingan. Wait, could you say that again? I think the reason why uh, Sasuke and Sarada aren't affected by this is because they are related to Otsutsuki in some way, right? Well, in, in the panel where they say that people's memories are altered, Sasuke is in that. So he no longer... I don't think he was affected. Well, he no longer has his eyes in that way. He ha he still has a Sharingan, though. Because you see in, in the panel where he's like, people's memories have been altered, there's Mitsuki, there's Shikamaru, Konohamaru, Sasuke is in there. I, but Sasuke... Hold on. Well, you know, but the scientist girl is also not affected. Neither is Sarada. Oh! 
Because she's his friend. She's her friend. I guess so. I guess like if if Ada genuinely considers you a friend, you're not really affected. But anybody else can be. And it's regardless of any Sharingan. Because that's the only correlation. Because Daemon is not affected. Yeah, that I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But I was thinking that I think Sasuke might also not be affected because of his reaction to what's going on. Maybe, but uh, Momoshiki, oh, Momoshiki goes out of his way to point out that Sarada's not affected. So, those usually the immune who suffer the most from the omnipotence. So, you know, I don't know if Sasuke is really affected. And I think it would make sense that he is not. That he is affected. So. He still has the Sharingan, though. I don't think the, the Sharingan means anything. It th does, because... The Sarada. Uh, Hold on, let me see. Sarada is Sarada is not affected, but neither is the scientist girl. Remember, the scientist girl was not like she's actually a robot. She's not. <laughs> she's a person. You can't confirm that. What do you mean? She's a robot, bro. She's not she's a made robot, with robot parts. Bro. She's not made with robot parts. It's a human person. How do you know for a fact? Oh my god. I guess I no, can't because here's it. here's the reason why I think Sasuke isn't affected because he's like on the way to finding Boruto and then he hears that like he met like he hears that they're looking for Boruto now like that they swap to Boruto mm. and like and he stops like abruptly stops and he's like and there's a panel of him kind of reacting you know. I guess because they're looking for, in his mind, he's also looking for Boruto. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like he's not affected. Because Shikamaru by it. confirms his confirms his location. He stops where he's going to turn around to find Boruto. But I don't know. I'm not gonna argue it. I don't know for sure. I my I'm erring on the side that he's affected. But I don't know. I don't know. I I hope that Sasuke isn't affected because he's probably one of the people who would be on Boruto's side in this kind of situation, considering his past. Yeah, but I I think like the people I think Momoshiki explaining and you know the story you know kind of going out of the way to show us exactly who's not affected. You know, it's people who are. Kinda who are Otsusuki and I guess close to Ada in a genuine and real way. Like Ada can't can't seduce the people that she really actually likes. But either way, this whole situation opens up a lot of scenarios where that Boruto, like, you wouldn't expect the series to go to. Like now, Boruto can align himself with uh, with uh, fucking Gucci belt guy. That's what I was thinking. With code, he could align himself with code. Yeah. He could align it like Orochimaru could probably end up on his side. Fucking oh. Kabuto, like there's so many characters that could that. It's like he could go no, to the Rogues Kabuto's Gallery of Villains. In Dead Man Wonderland. Yeah, that's true. Like he could go to like 
past villains and end up working with them to survive. That is true. Situation. So it would be so it's everyone but Kabuto, who is confirmed in Dream. <laughs> Who who got hit with the Karuma, uh, Karuma hallucinogen special? So now it's like everybody who is a good guy is now an antagonist for the series, which is so fucking interesting. <laughs> like, say what you want about Borto, but I will. This series <laughs> takes um, a sequel to an original series further than anything I've ever seen. I've never mm. seen a series do this much with um with a sequel to the series. This do books count? What? Do books count? Or we're just talking about manga? Manga. Talking about manga when it comes to oh, manga okay. specifically. Uh, to so, be fair, I haven't read many sequel series. Like seeing seeing this series being pushed in a in such a way is so fucking interesting because it's doing its own thing. It's building up its new characters. It's expertly weaving in its old cast. And it's making and expanding the world and making it more unique. Um, and it, in a lot of ways, it kind of salvages how the original series ends. Um, so, like, if you were to read, like, once Borto's finished, if you were to read how, if you were to reread Naruto, you could you could honestly have more enjoyment from it because there's like the Kaguya shit probably isn't going to be as jarring. And the Sage of Six Pass stuff also isn't going to be as jarring. It's going to be more concise and more like you'll have a better understanding of it. So I'm really excited to kind of read everything in its entirety over again once the series is over. Yeah, I those are my thoughts. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't. I would say that I don't know how. I don't know if anything could fix Kaguya for me. (laughs) I'm still. I still think that that was probably the worst thing that happened to to Naruto. But that being said, as far as this chapter goes, I also thought it was very good. Um, I certainly didn't see it coming. But to be fair, this was just kind of like a new element to Ada's power that was just introduced to us, which isn't a bad thing at all. Um, you know, this is a twist and it's a good twist. Um, so I, I didn't see this coming. I didn't, it's good to have a, a good path to see how we get to that moment in the very beginning of the series where Naruto and, uh, Boruto and Kawaki are fighting on, uh, the statue, the, the Mount Rushmore of ninjas. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. I really like how well this twist was handled um i yeah this is just a very very good chapter uh there's not much else to say i'm very excited to see where this goes Um, i just wonder how spread out this um this shinjutsu affects the planet it seems (laughs) so it only affects everybody on the planet so if naruto got brought back it would it w- it wouldn't have affected him, right? Well, you know, the thing goes beyond the planet. It looks like so. Who knows? But Bor- Naruto's trapped in an alternate dimension, so you know he's not on. He's not in this plane of existence, even. Um, yeah, I I just uh, I- I'm excited to see where this goes. I know, you know, 
I, I can tell that, you know, they're going to have Boruto team up with Code and maybe another offshoot, you know, banished villain type. Maybe people from outside the village that aren't affected. You know, we see that there are people who can, you know, just not be affected for what, whatever reason. You know, Serata, the scientist girl, Sasuke potentially. Um, so who knows? Uh, I... I'm excited to see where it goes, though. This was a this is a very well executed chapter. Brian pretty much said everything uh, that could be said, I guess. Uh, I, I do commend Boruto for you know trying to make its own way and do its own thing. Uh, you know, it it got it, it was like a hell of a ride to get to this point where uh, Boruto is good. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm excited to. I always had faith from the start. Well. Christian can vouch. I always had faith from the start. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was a tough sell, Brian. <laughs> you got to give everybody credit. This was whack for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was just setting up. I knew it was going to. But you know what? We stuck with it regardless. And we deserve credit for that, too. <laughs> we deserve credit for sitting through those chapters. That's more impressive. I believe. Um, but yeah, pretty cool twist. Very excited to see this proceed. But that's all I really got to say about Boruto. Um, any anything else uh, before we move onward? Nope. Josh, I'm gonna take that as a no. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So I suppose let's move on uh, to Black Clover. Um, this is Black Clover chapter 355, The Star Prince. We got these color page spreads, and I think a Black Clover movie is coming out, actually. Yeah, so it is. Oh. I think the filler just dropped. Yeah, I think this is just like this color page is just promo for that. Very cool. <laughs> I do, This is a cool-ass color page. I think it's going to come on Netflix, Josh, if you're interested in watching it. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, last we left off, uh, the entirety of the supporting and, and tertiary cast of Black Clover has pulled up to face off against uh, Lucius and his merry band of paladins and angels and stuff like that. Um, Jack got one-shotted by Morgan, the revived corpse of Noct's brother. Um, and, uh, yeah, this chapter confirms he's already dead. I mean, I, I guess not even the power of friendship can save you from a, a, a basketball-shaped crater in your stomach. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, the attacks started, start going off. William Vengeance... Uh, goes up to confront Julius. Julius is like, hey, I will swatch you away. Not big deal, man. Um, and he's like, none he's of it. Time orb. <laughs> yeah. He summoned the time wizard. And uh, he, he was like, none of you has the power to defy me. And all these weird angel things that have been flying around the sky are you know loading up their attacks their their fucking beams of light are coming down and he's like 
and, uh, he just like perish. Uh, and all of these angel things just unleash a, a rain of magic attacks. And all anybody can do is just stare up at the fucking certain doom that they're dealing with here. Um, until a star comes out of nowhere and a bunch of other stars come through and they form a, a big giant cool ass shield. Um, and, uh, everybody's like, Whoa, what the fuck was that spell that blocked that enormous attack? And you already know what time it is. Yami's looking over to, to the source of the attack. He's like, it's only been a year and some, he's leveled up that much. And, uh, William Vengeance looks up and he's like, I see you've surpassed me. And he points at him, very rude, and he's like, I now appoint you Captain of the Golden Dawn, you know. And Yo. Yeah. Guess who's back, 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 back again. You uh, know has pulled up to the battle, and, you know, we're getting the memories of Asta getting slashed and the sister turning into a paladin. And I guess there's a moment of him breaking the news to the other orphans that they lived in, live with, uh, and grew up with, and they're all crying for Asta, who they think has been killed. Um, and he's like, "There's no way I could ever forgive you, Lucius Zogratis. No way. No way possible. But that's not why I'm going to defeat you. I'll do it." And then big two-page spread of you know saying, "I'm the man who's going to be the Wizard King." you already know <laughs> it's that time yeah. and uh the chapter ends with lucius being like i knew i'd have to put you down myself and that's where the chapter ends wowie wow josh what did you think about black clover chapter 355 this 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 initially had my rgc i this was a dope chapter uh it was poetic it was poetic mm-hmm. you know you know gets a ton of opportunities to shine in this series, but um, it's still far. It, it, it this you know he doesn't do it all the time. So whenever we get to see him fight seriously, it's really dope. He has such a different style, like compared to Asta. So it's you know I like the mix up. Um. Anyway, with that said, uh, I'm glad that all these aliens. Aliens. All of these angels up in the sky aren't actually like old sorcerers or whatever, because that would have been fucking intense, man. Yeah. It's like way more than twelve of them at least. Let me see if I can. Probably like. There's a lot of them. There's one, there's two, one two, three, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Well, um, yeah, that was an incredible feat. And man, one of the funniest moments also belongs to Black Clover. William Vengeance, (laughs) as he gets (laughs) one-shotted and also turned into a fighter, the once great captain of the Golden Dawn says, go ahead, you know, now you are my boss. No, like, I don't know. Were... It was just so <laughs> fucking funny the way. Like, I don't think he had to word it that way. Maybe he he could have just said "go," you know, and and thought all of that to himself. Yeah, that I will make you the captain if we survive this. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. It, it was funny to be like, you are now my employer, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> you write the checks now, you know? Yeah. You know, I would like to request a week's vacation after this. <laughs> yeah, well, Vera, I'm I'm looking forward to this fight. I really am. Uh, for those Can't say thoughts? much else. Yeah, those, those those are my thoughts. Brian, what did you think? I really love the um the dual <laughs> the dual protagonist. Uh, between you know and and Asta, yeah. Uh, just because like the series doesn't treat you know like Vegeta or Sasuke, or like other like secondary protagonists, they treat him like he's an actual main, like he's the actual main character. You know, like they give him that, they give him that respect. Um. And it's really interesting to see it, how it works because I don't think there's another series that does it like Black Clover. Um, and I I really love these moments that they that they give to him, um, because Asta and Yuno really are uh, in a league of their own compared to everybody around them, except for yeah. maybe Yami. Like I said, uh, Yami is like the the hidden third protagonist of the series. So, um. I'm I'm really I'm really excited to see what Yuno can do because it looks like he's leveled up like dramatically since um since the time skip and I'm I'm really looking forward to see what he has to pull out of his hat, you know? Yeah. Those are all my thoughts. Yeah, this Hi, is you know, get it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is Yuno's like this is Yuno after some time with the star magic and some mastery over it. So it's gonna be pretty cool to see. Um, what he does with it. Uh, there there was a lot of uh, two-page spreads in this. This is a very similar chapter to One Piece, to be honest. Um, you know, lots of big two-page spreads, big showy moments. Someone gets one-shotted that probably shouldn't have, uh, <laughs> you know, or probably did deserve to. Um, but isn't Jack the Ripper's cool. whole thing that he... No, not or Jack. I... I'm talking about William Vengeance. <laughs> But I guess Jack the Ripper would be the kid in this situation. He's a character it, that I wish was cooler. And, you know, was did, this whole thing about pain, or am I thinking about Metal Gear Solid? You're uh, probably thinking about Metal Gear Solid because Jack's magic is blade magic. So well, I thought his whole thing was that like pain made him stronger. But no, I, that's I think like I you're thinking, thinking of Kenpachi. Uh, yeah, I think I am thinking about the. Well, they're similar in that like they're like, they're like, I want to fight characters, you know? They're like, hey, fight me with everything you got. <laughs> you know, characters. He's <laughs> um, like, I won't even block type characters. <laughs> um, I won't even block. <laughs> I'll take your biggest attack and then I'll I'll kill you after. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is really cool. Uh, man, Tabato wakes up every morning is like, I'm gonna fucking just draw my ass off. Some of these pa- some of these panels are also fire. Him and Horikoshi are competing for best artist in jump right now. Um I do I, I just love looking at his art. He's very good. Um but yeah, it was it was really just really cool big moments leading off with Yuno being super cool. Um 
I do agree that like the the rivalry dynamic, although like on the surface between these two is very like standard shonen, you know, cool guy, uh, rowdy upstart. Um, there is like a, enough in their actual personalities to make them kind of different uh, from that, and that you know is not just like kind of this dark or tortured soul. He's just kind of a quiet guy who gets it in when you know you piss him off. Uh, yeah, and uh, I I love that about him. Um, I really appreciate you know as a character as far as like making it a big deal that he's the rival character. It is cool to see like that trope kind of not subverted. I feel like that's too strong, but you know, like done a little different, you know? Yeah. It's a different yeah. twist on it. Yeah. Which is weird because black Clover is one of the most stereotypical shonen I've ever read in my life. And this chapter is no exception, to be honest. It's so fucking shonen, but he, he does it so good. He, he really is peak of stereotypical shonen. Like that I feeling, think. you know, this is like, is tapping into my manly soul. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's not a lot of manga out there right now that proudly pro- that where characters proudly proclaim what they want to do. <laughs> like, Naruto already is Okage, so he's now over here shouting, "I want to be Okage." Yeah, you know, and even even Luffy has been a few years since he said. uh I want to be the pirate king or some shit, you know? Yeah, he said it to Kaido when he first appeared on the rooftop, and that's the last time. I yeah, which was years, it. which was years ago. Yeah, maybe like two years ago. Um, but and these guys say it like every other chapter. <laughs> they really do. They take every opportunity possible to tell people what they want to do in life, and everybody's like, "I know." <laughs> I just want somebody to be like, "Okay, I know." I want to protect my friends, and I want to be the wizard king. It's like, if I can't protect my friends, I can't become the Wizard King. Yes, I know. Got it, got it. You. God. <laughs> I would agree. I mean, it's true. Doesn't make it false, but we all know. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was a super dope chapter. This is honestly probably my runner-up, all things considered. Um, I went back to read this chapter a couple times just how uh, how kind of cool it was. Yeah, and I'm excited for what comes next, man. Uh, Black Clover's been great. Um, that's all I gotta say. I don't want to like beat the dead horse too much. Uh, any rebuttals before we move on? Nope. Yeah. Uh, what? Nah. Oh. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, let's move on to our final series of the week: Undead Unluck. And I'm gonna pass this over to Josh now. All right, Undead Unluck. This is chapter number 152. So, last week, we had um, an epic conversation on the surface of a UFO. I think that's the best way to explain it. Um, You had Fuko and a handful of the members of the newly formed union trying to convince Billy that they got this shit. And uh, they did it through conversation, and they did it through beating the shit out of him too. You know? Violence and peace all at once. Um, but Billy still wasn't convinced, though. He challenged Fuko to a contest and said, if I win, 
I'm going to take this UFO and do whatever the fuck I want. And if y'all win, I'm going to join y'all crew, right? And uh, the game is a shootout, which I'm not going to lie. I totally forgot that he's like a marksman genius. Yeah. So this is supposed to be like a really tough draw for Foucault. No pun intended, I swear. So, um, yeah. We start uh, at this week's chapter with Billy letting uh, letting us and Foucault know again that, you know, they're going to flip a coin. And when the coin lands, um, like, this is what happens. He has to shoot Foucault in the ear. But if Foucault shoots him at all before or even after getting shot, then she'll win. Basically, the odds are incredibly stacked in her favor. All she has to do is not miss. Billy is just that confident. Um, so as they get ready to uh, face off and begin their game, um, we get a little flashback for Billy for for how they recruited him um, in the previous loop, which I was actually super interested in. I'm sure uh, you were too, Chris. But yeah. um, basically, Undercrease is wailing on him. You know, for the same reasons he did in this loop, basically. And, um, you know, Billy's under heavy fire under a bolt that's getting turned to Swiss cheese as we speak. Uh, excuse me for a moment. Sorry, had to cough real quick. I'm back. So, um, yeah, we see a display of Billy's excellent marksmanship as. He's pinned behind, like I said, the bolt of Batelli, getting fired on by uh, Undercrease. He's able to ricochet a shot to hit his Gatling gun and shut it down uh, to where they face off. And obviously, I, I would think one of them is going to get killed in this situation, but neither of them do because we see both of them later on in that in, in the previous loop. I digress. Um... Eventually, we see uh, Juicy Juice, Juiz, uh pull up and, you know, extend that welcome to her union. Says, hey, uh, you know, you have, she, I, she says, I venture you had an ability manifest as well. What kind of ability is it? And as, you know, he lets us know that, um, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find the words from the passage that I wanted to use to describe it, but I'll just describe his words myself. Basically, he puts a lot of grief on himself because of um, his family that passed away. You know, his perspective in life is that the strong need to defend the weak. Um, I generally agree with that. You know, I, I think, however, strength and weakness are really subjective terms. And, you know, it's, it's interchangeable. People can have strength in certain areas, weaknesses in others, you know. That, I guess that's another conversation. Or maybe we could save that for the end mm-hmm. of the chapter. However, um, he feels really strongly about that. And he says that, and that ultimately kind of leads to why he ends up betraying the union. Because the whole point, as, again, this isn't brand new information, but it's being made clear to us that you know his 
he formed the intent to to betray the union when he noticed that there was a bunch of quote unquote weaklings, like, you know, people that he felt like he didn't want to fight alongside of. He felt like he should be protecting them. So it was imperative for them to take control of union, you know, through his insurgents with people that, you know, were all adults and all people ready for violence, to be fair. So he, he sucked his word on that. And um yeah, like he's I mean, there you go. That's again, we, we know this about Billy, but I think it was something about just reading the actual flashback, uh kind of helped round out our perspective of him. Mm-hmm. Maybe appreciate the character a little bit more, but for real, for real, nothing brand new here. Um so what is brand new is that right as they're about to begin the contest, um I actually didn't mention this before, but Fuko takes off her shoes. Um, which she had no socks on, so she's just bare feet on the UFO because she didn't want to slip. Which I, I guess I thought that's what shoes are for, but whatever. I'm not gonna harp on that. <laughs> but apparently, that whole time they, you know, they've been up there, she, uh, like she had her shoes off. She's been charging up the UFO with unluck. So when Nico touches the ground. With because he had you know he flies around in his orbs with his bare feet because I guess that's just how he rocks out. Me, I'd have some fly ass sneakers on, but <laughs> that's just me. That's just my guess. personal preference, I suppose. Yeah, maybe he needs to be barefooted. Regardless, he touches the UFO and Foucault's unluck transfers to him, causing the fucking UFO to rock. But while this is happening. Nico flips the coin and it's still up in the air. Fuko is like, listen, listen to me. Focus. This game is still going down. My friends got this. You don't need to worry about a motherfucking thing. I don't want to hear no excuses. Let's get it popping. So, I mean, I actually just summarized about five pages into like two sentences, but I promise you guys that's what happened. Yeah. And if you don't and if you don't take my word for it, you should read the series. It's lit. Hey. Anyway, so you know we we get another flashback to actually see uh, Billy's family that passed away again, his daughter and his wife. And I got a little excited for a moment because I was like, "Oh shit!" Was that sickly girl from the previous loop his daughter? But yeah, I think she just has a snot nose. Yeah, I don't think that's his. You had that moment too, right? Yeah, I I thought honestly for a quick second the the kid looked like a no. Yeah. Oh. Wow, you're but, right. But the I don't think that's away. the Cuz a no is Like they end up passing away, that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't it couldn't be a no. But the sicker right, was that's so... Yeah, the sicker I thought maybe was um yeah, the the other sick yeah. Anyway, so um, you know, they're again in the flashback, uh he's like leaving the family, the kid is asking, Are you leaving again? And he's like, you know, I'll be back soon. It's not clear why he's I guess he's leaving to do mercenary work because that's what he does, because he yeah. wants to make the world a better place to do his mercenary activities um but she says have faith and leave things to me you're always way too eager to take care of people 
That was a simple-ass line, but it had a lot of depth to it. Mm-hmm. I'll get into that later. Um, so, anyway, we snap back to the present time. Billy's like, you know, how are you able to, like, you know, place so much trust in your allies and the strength of your spirit? It's downright unfair. And, you know, he begins to manifest his uh, quirk. Oh, wow, dirt. His negation ability. Wow. Anyway, um, his negator ability, which was, you know, as we know, unfair. However, this is different. Instead of unfair being triggered by emotions of distrust and 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 uh and negativeness, what is it? Well, yeah. So, all right. So, um, the previous condition called for being perceived as hostile. The condition this time around is acknowledging one's strength. So if he basically if he if you have a negative ability, he's like any and and Billy acknowledges you as somebody that's a threat or someone worth, you know, fighting or worth like taking seriously, like how Kid was worth taking seriously a little bit by Shanks. Yeah, definitely. Then yeah, right? Full circle. Full circle. Um then we was able then he's able to copy their ability, which is way more flexible because like it's under his control mm-hmm. not anybody else it's really cool Fuko tells him we don't seek strength on our own we support each other we're keeping things fair by believing in the possibilities and with a gunshot to his shoulder he smiles that be- Billy that is and we end the chapter Christian S- Spanish middle name Espinal <laughs> What were your thoughts? I actually don't have a middle name, I think. Um, yeah, this was a great chapter, man. Uh, I What? I don't have a middle name. What about Brian? I don't think Brian does either. Y'all don't do middle names? Dominicans? No, we, we do. I, I guess me and Brian just don't have one. You guys are special Dominicans. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I really thought this was a great chapter. Um, this was a this was a cool examination of uh, of Billy's ability. I mean, um, I I do I feel like you know this is obviously consistent with what we knew of the previous loop of him. He he basically took on the role of the villain so that you know nobody else would have to fight. Um. He would keep people focused on him so he could fight the real battle against God. Um, which, you know, that's a lot of stuff to put on yourself. But, you know, people who tend to take care of other people tend to, you know, put a lot on their plate in that regard. Um, I do love that Undraw kind of, like, messed him up. Like, the the manifestation of his ability was, like, even though it's, like, kind of a broken ability, it actually worked against him because he couldn't draw his gun. Um I think like the way these abilities pop up and, and are used are so clever sometimes. And uh, I thought it was great. Um, I think the idea of Billy, you know, talking about how, um, you know, the strong, you know, the strong and the weak. And I think there is a big message of misinterpreting uh, kindness for weakness, you know, because he joins union and he says like, they're good kids and they don't belong here. You know, they're not, they're, they're kids here and they're still trying to fight and they've gone through so much tragedy. 
Um, it, it's unfair. You know, these good people don't deserve to suffer. So I will take on all of their suffering on my behalf, which is noble, but you know, it's not, I feel like he misinterpreted that as like, they're, they're, I guess soft in a way, you know, they're, 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 they're not meant for the battlefield. I, I know they won't make it because they're just really super duper nice people and they're not capable of doing what needs to be done. Um, and he didn't mean that in an insulting way either. And it's just the idea of just like good people shouldn't have to like suffer this badly and, you know, have to go through the mud like this just for a chance at a normal life. Um, so I think that's like his idea in this, at least in this loop and, you know, or, you know, just Billy's general ethos. And the, the story here is that like at the end of it all, uh, good people are capable of fighting for what they believe in for a better future and all that stuff um, because they have the ability to support each other. And when Billy was at odds at that, he got a bunch of uh, a bunch of negations that actually worked against him in this moment. Um, but I thought, yeah, this was a really cool and deep chapter. Yeah, when you've seen the, my bad, when, when you've seen the, uh, the, those abilities kind of come up in faded names, mm-hmm. that's what you're talking about, right? I, mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that, but yeah, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, I mean, this Undead Unluck, it can be so deep sometimes, and it's really, it's a really good series, man. But that's all I got to really say. Josh, what did you think? Well, um, there was something specific I wanted to talk about, which was when ah, there's a specific candle. I think it was when I was talking about you know the weak and the strong and all of that. And um, look, like I said, I agree that those who have the strength and courage should stand up for others. But I think, you know, we're all capable of that. Mm-hmm. All of us. And, you know, it's, it's important that we keep that perspective because, you know, we don't, we shouldn't rely on figureheads. We shouldn't rely on leaders to be, you know, like these exceptional people to pull us out of situations. We have to do it collectively, you know? We have to find the courage in ourselves and have the confidence in each other, you know, to achieve what we want to achieve, make the world a better place, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think, I think um, the author addresses that in a really subtle way without being mega preachy about it, which is, which is, which I appreciate because he can be preachy about other things and he didn't want to belabor that. You know, I'm I'm just pointing out some nice writing, I guess. I yeah. can appreciate uh, it not being screamed in your face. Yeah. You know, the collective aspect of it. Because you got Foucault talking about team, 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 team. But I really, I truly take it as an allegory for, you know, humanity yeah. in general. Yeah. You know, these are people from different cultures and backgrounds different traumas, you know, banded together. So, you know, you know, that's, you know, that stuff, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. 
as am I. Right. But um, yeah, that was pretty much my last. I mean, that's pretty much the only thought I wanted to expand on. Um, I love the chapter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have any rebuttals to that. Uh Undead and Luck is fantastic as per usual. Um, fucking lit. Fucking, fucking lit. lit, Chris. Fucking, fucking lit. lit, Chris. And Brian. Fucking lit. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm good to you ready to close this out, bud? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Well, that has been Undead Unlock, and that has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening, as per usual, and bearing with us during the uh, our audio-only era for a while. Um, I, I, we greatly appreciate when you guys listen, and we know you're listening out there, so super cool, and uh, thank you so much. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinel on Twitter and Instagram, Josh at JDCole underscore 37 on Instagram at New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Brian is at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. And you can catch him when he's streaming on twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Who knows when? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you can email Tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Pacific time. Uh, you can email the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, wait. I, I mixed that up. But you can follow the show at, at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Uh, we, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, I haven't been posting there very much, obviously, because I am on a, on a temporary workstation basis. So I haven't been doing a lot of video stuff. So as not to stress out uh, my partner's computer. So... <laughs> Uh, but we'll be back soon, uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, but for now, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and we still do the show every single week on those. Um, and that's it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Stay safe, New Job Citizens. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.